one of the reasons for pushing myself in life was to um was to kind of prove my folks mostly my dad you know who we who i got on well with generally really really well that i wasn't you know i'll call it a waste of space or something like that Welcome to Helping Organisations Thrive. Uh, today I have on the show Matt Garman. Uh, good morning to you, Matt. Good morning. Uh, good to see you. You're known as the corporate adventurer. Uh, you do, you're a leadership and growth speaker. Uh, you talk about mentoring and sales coach to growth-focused businesses. Uh, you've done many challenges, which we're going to talk about, which has led you to be known as the corporate adventurer, like channel swimming and, and rowing the Atlantic as well. And today we will be exploring vision, people and process, and we'll be touching on vulnerability as well in leadership, uh, but also linking back to how, how you got there through the Atlantic row and through channel swimming. So uh, before we get into that conversation, uh, Matt, I just want to ask you, what do you love about what you do? Uh, I think one of the main things... I love about what I do and also like, I just, I like, I like, I just like meeting people. I like meeting people. I like, um, I'm very open-minded. I'm, I think I'm a naturally curious individual and just kind of got an appetite for learning, well, finding out about people and learning, learning more stuff really. Um, mm. yeah, just, just, I think curiosity, but I love, I love, I love meeting new people and I love meeting people with uh, who are good at things and also have a different perspective on life yeah and it's good it's good to be curious isn't it i think as uh, individuals and I'm, I'm, I'm a coach and i it's all about curiosity when people say things or do things um i get curious about what's behind all that and start to to dig a little bit more and, and hence my my what i do the podcast i get curious about what people say and what people have got to share so um, I want you to share a little bit about your background and, and what sort of led you really to get you to do tech on challenges like, you know, row the Atlantic or swim the, the channel. I mean, they're, they're huge challenges in itself and almost what was, what was the purpose behind it? What was the vision behind it that got you to sort of do those massive endeavors? Cause they are huge. I mean, now you've done them, you probably don't see it that way. I don't know, but it'd be just interesting to understand what was behind all that. Uh, I think the honest answer is a complex one, uh, and that's probably um, a lot of what I've probably done is is sort of a little bit anxiety driven. I think, to be honest with you, I, I have a fairly uncom- unconventional background. Um, I left. Um, I had I had come from a very academic family, and my um, everyone in my family have got lots of letters after the names, and and I just didn't want to follow that. And then I'm middle, I think middle child as well. That doesn't help. Um, didn't want to follow the whole academic, academic thing. Um, I have two interests in life. Well, I had two interests in life as a team. One was playing rugby and the other one was going fishing. Um, I'm at 16 years old. At 16 year old, not knowing what I wanted to do, I, um, I got a job as a tea boy on a trawler. Um, and that was a little bit of, I that's suppose. a that's a challenging role, isn't it? I mean, I mean, you say that quite glibly on a on a trawler, which is pretty rough seas, and it's pretty going for it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it, it was. I, 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 I didn't. I just. I think as much. I didn't really take myself that seriously at the time. It's like, well, it was just a job. It wasn't. But um, I was. It, it, it dawned on me pretty quickly afterwards that it was a bit of a 
well, not at the, at the time, it was a bit of a disappointment for what felt like a disappointment for the family, black sheep, and a, bit, a little bit black sheep sort of things. I ended up, so I ended up actually um, leaving home soon after that as well because it just, it just didn't fit in. Um, and I think just going back to the challenges, I think one of the things um, I've done is I think I've tried to make up and impress in other ways. And I think the challenge is, is probably, if I'm being honest with myself, which I'm a lot more honest now than I used to be mm-hmm. with a bit of age, I think if I'm being honest, what I, a lot of it was, was, was me sort of basically saying to my folks and my family that, you know, there's something there, I'll show you, but it's just not the kind of channel that you kind of, uh, you, you thought it was going to go down really. And I, so I think it was, it was more just to try and prove, to my folks, I suppose, as much as anything else, that there was something there. It's not healthy. It's not, and it's not a healthy. You know, no, 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 no. It's an interesting one because I think we a lot of us get into those situations where we try and prove people wrong, or I'll show you, or and and you say your outlet for showing how good you are in comparison to your siblings was to do something as big as an Atlantic row or swim the channel, um, which are pretty epic in themselves. Um, Obviously, that was the probably the kickoff. But was that what kept you going? Because obviously, you know, th- th- there's challenges along the way of, I don't know how many days it took you to row the Atlantic, but there's a lot of challenges. And did that keep you going? Or was there other things that started to evolve and start to become a bit more deeper purposeful that came out of that? I think what I think what happened was the, I mean, the row was, the row, is all, I've always been curious. Um, the row, what, what happened was I think that I... I embarked on this journey. Initially, actually, did it, you know, I, you know, after the fishing, which I never, you know, one of the guys got, was killed on, uh, died on the on the boat, uh, not my boat, the top boat tied up next to it. And I kind of was at a stage where I, uh, I wanted to change something and I couldn't get a job. So I stumbled into sales. So I've kind of channeled myself. That was the first start of channeling myself and my energies into work and business, um, which has taught me a huge amount as well. Um, but I think what, what then happened is that was a catalyst and then it's like everything else in life. It's like, well, what's next, what's next, what's next? So, so you know, 20 years ago or 30 years ago, if somebody said to me you were going to row the Atlantic or you've been involved in some of the channel, it's like I don't think it would have got on the radar. But I think what's happened is it's just uh, – it's just, uh, and that's the other thing as well. We all, we're all up ourselves a little bit. It's like what's the next thing, what's the next thing, what's the next thing? And it's just – so that's that's just uh, um, I think it was just an evolution as opposed to a specific focus. And talk talk us about that row because obviously doing rowing the Atlantic is, you know, it, even getting to the start line is a challenge in itself. Even before you set off because of sponsorship training, you know, talk us about that whole or getting to the start line, but also the actual row itself, some of the challenges that you may you faced along the way. Well, you're quite right in what you say. The biggest challenge, and they say this when you sign up, the biggest challenge is actually getting to the start line. Um, mm-hmm. We signed up. Um, it's a bit one of the, I suppose, um, one of the reasons for pushing myself in life was to um, was to kind of prove my folks, mostly my dad, you know, who we who I got on well with generally really really well that i wasn't you know i'll call it a waste of space or something like that but um um he he was he was ill 
he was terminally ill at the end of 2019. Um, and we, 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 I, I used to pick him up from his house and take him down to the seafront. And we'd look out to sea and, um, cause I live, I live in Seaford and he would, um, and I asked him and I've not had many conversations with people that are dying. Um, and I asked him, um, I said, do you have any regrets? And he said, um, he looked out and he said, um, I probably could have got myself a little bit fitter. And then I looked out to see as well. And, and I said, um, I'm thinking of rowing an ocean. And he just chuckled in the car. And, um, and he said, why, why doesn't that surprise me? Uh, anyway, he, he, he got in, we got him into, he was, he started going downhill. We got him into a home. Um, I think it was the 16th of um, March. And then, of course, we went into lockdown on the 26th of March. Um, so I helped, I helped get him a little bit comfortable. Um, and, then, and then, unfortunately, when lockdown came, I never saw him again. So that was because um, he, died, he died about a month later. And obviously, we didn't just at the time, it, everything was at the really front end of. So, so then there's a mix, whole mix of emotions, particularly with a given fragmented relationship in the past. It's like, and then after all, coming out of all of those, I, I, you know, there was one morning I was like, right, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that row. I'm going to do that. And, and you know, like when you've, you, you. Was that on the back of the sort of him talking about? The regrets he had about he talked about not, not so much that it was, but I did reflect on the conversation. I did right. reflect on the conversation, and I said that I was thinking of doing it. And you know, like sometimes you wake up in the morning, and and you've we've all got loads and loads of stuff to do, but there's something, there's something I have to do today, mm. and that's something for me at that on that particular day. I don't even remember when it was. Was I going to I'm going to sign up for this row? Um, so then it was a uh, then and then. Uh, I spoke to a, a very good friend of mine, Neil, um, who I played rugby with, and he was he was jump, chomping at the bit from day one. Um, and then eventually, when um, when I I'm out to see my wife there, no, um, eventually when um, when we my wife was kind of accepting, not accepting of me doing it, but accepting that I wasn't going, it wasn't going to go away. Um, then it's like, oh, why don't you do it as a four? Because uh, you'll get there faster. So um, we went looking for other teammates and we kind of got up to four. But what's really quite interesting is we ended up doing it as a three um, because, um, you know, all of those, you know, it's, it, again, it's a dynamics type thing as well. And I've had those experiences through business as well. But it, and it's, no, it's no, no slant on any individual. It's just the fact that um, so many things have got to come together for that to happen. And, you know, whether it was not fully engaged or not, fully prepared or fully committed or whatever i'm not you know i'm not going to go down that route but that period of time you know it took us nearly three years to put together a campaign to row the ocean um and and yeah so that's you know obviously you've got to buy a boat you've got to train you've got to get sponsorship uh, all these sorts of things and then you know i think we clocked up about five million meters each on our rowing machines as well you know just to put it in context as to what what it takes to to get yourself ready for that and then obviously that's just and that's actually just the base prep the base prep and the, and the and the physical element, but that's and that's I don't say ten percent of it, ninety percent of it's in your head. Mm. So um, so that was only and then it's you only realise that when you're actually on it. <laughs> so talk, talk about that <clears throat> that ninety percent in your head because obviously you've, you've trained physically, so you could physically row it. You do all the, the sort of drills and all the navigational piece and all the safety stuff. So talk us through that, that 90% mindset piece. What were some of the challenges that you faced and what were the, 
any hacks that you developed, evolved, that created throughout that time in the row? It was really one of the um, the reality. So, so we are a team of three uh, on a boat, and um, and it's nonstop. Obviously, there's nothing in between the Canary Islands and Antigua, so it is genuinely nonstop. So the boat's moving all the time. Um, so we're a team of three, um, and we decided, having listened to some other crews, that we would we would row for t- with two people rowing during uh, uh, one two people rowing and one person resting during the daylight hours, and at night time we would drop down to one rower, and you'd row for one hour and have two hours off. So the longest sleep we had was you know genuine sleep was sort of two hours over seven weeks. So. The, the one of the biggest challenges is you know you 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 are genuinely sleep deprived um and when we were setting off there was a, a um a, a lady uh next to it in the boat next to us and and they said everyone said oh you've um Gemma uh, and I, we all took this on board from her she everyone said everyone keeps talking about eat sleep uh, is it Eat, sleep, row, repeat. Eat, sleep, row, repeat. That's all you do. That's all you do. And she um, she interjected when somebody was talking about that on the on the very start line, the key sign, and she said, "Eat, sleep, row, be kind, because and be kind to your teammates and be kind to yourself because it's going to take you places that you just don't want to go." So, <clears throat> highest highs, lowest lows. Um, and I don't, upon reflection, I don't actually know that I could have prepared properly mentally for it because it, it's just um you know yeah the highest highs and the lowest lows and 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 times when um you know you're looking at your watch and you're desperate to come off shift and you've looked at your watch five times in the last five minutes counting down counting like yeah literally counting down the last minute because your hands are on fire your backside's on fire um, your back's aching, and and every other every other thing that every other minute thing um, is is amplified. Um, so you know, how, how do you? I mean, yeah, obviously that's quite challenging. How do you keep going? What what are you what are you doing to keep the sort of mindset going that keeps you going and stops not giving up or stop rowing or whatever it is? What, what what's what's making that go? Is that to do with the what you've committed to, or is it other sort of hacks that you did? I think I think some of it is some of it is is um, I think there's maybe there's some hacks and some stuff I listen to on audio books, um, but fundamental. I think the bottom line is is and and um, so I then beforehand I did a lot of um, team sport. Then I did some individual stuff. Then I've gone back to team. And I think what I've realised is I'm I'm at my best when I'm in in a, a very small tight team. So to me, talking to myself and and saying like I'm I'm not letting anyone down. You know. If there's a, if there, I'm, I'm, and I'm not suggesting it was anything different for the other guys, but whatever in my head is, if there is a weak link, if there ends up being a weak link, it won't be me. It just won't be me. And when you're, I suppose, doing these sort of things, you know, and we talk about leadership, and we talk about leadership as a, as a clear vision is really, really quite crucial. How do we, how do you, how do we maintain that focus of vision during? Whether well, that's tough aspects in business or tough aspects in terms of rowing an Atlantic, um, what, what are you doing, and what, what support and advice would you give anybody who's doing that sort of challenge, whether in the business world or in a sort of sporting world? 
Just a short interruption to the episode to let you know that this podcast is brought to you in association with LodgeCorp, who are experts in HR support. Are you worrying about employee performance, absences and leave? Are you struggling with attracting and retaining the best talent for your business? I personally know the people at LodgeCorp and they can support you with every people issue you may face. So focus on what you do best and let LodgeCorp deliver your HR support as an extension of your business with a tailored, flexible monthly retained package that is right for you and your people. And they are offering an exclusive offer for the listeners of this podcast, where you'll get the first month's free in an annual retained contract. To get this offer, quote, helping organizations thrive. Now back to the episode. Uh, I think, I mean, I talk, if I speak at events, I talk about vision, people and process, and they're the three things that I kind of and and it's interesting because because in the businesses and that I've been involved in, you know, vision, people, and process is something I always I've, so they're the three things I've always. So it doesn't matter if that's business or adventure. And I think the the other some of those things, if you ex, if we're to expand on that, is you know the vision is in 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 is is it you know is it clear is it communicated well uh, is there commitment there. Uh, and I think the final thing of the C's, so to speak, is is clarity. And I don't think it necessarily, you know, I don't think sometimes you don't need, uh, I, I'm a believer that it doesn't need to be over complex, but it needs to, whatever you're trying to achieve, there's, we need to eliminate any potential ambiguity. So the three things, you know, the, the vision for the row was, uh, at the time, we were going to build a team of four people to row the ocean. Obviously, mm. you know that didn't happen. Um, we were going to get to Antigua in, in less than 50 days. Uh, and we were going to step off the boat, still firm friends. You know, they're, they're the, they're the mm. so that's So whatever we do, chaps, this is what we this is what we said we were going to sign up to, okay? And, and then again, least amount of words as possible, provided, provided that there's no ambiguity. Mm. And we 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 was it we under fifty days we came in at forty nine days fifteen hours and twelve minutes because would you believe believe it or not there is a stopwatch on every single team it's been going quite a long time but there's a stopwatch <laughs> well you achieved that which is great and were you were you friends at the end as well yeah we were yeah absolutely yeah and in actual fact when there's times. We had, um, you know, if you match, so, so that our in the end, our, our combined age was 154 between three blokes, three dads, mm-hmm. uh, and we had. Um, I don't mind saying it. I'm not going to go into in the specific details, but we had probably the most um, uh, leveling conversations that you could possibly imagine. You know, it's just three middle-aged blokes on a rowing boat. And um, you know we're gonna we we honestly um, spoke about everything, and I think that comes back to to you know something we spoke about a while ago, Julian is is vulnerability. Mm. I think, and I, I, I yeah so so yeah being we 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 spoke about everything. And I mean, how do you create that vulnerability without going on a forty nine day row across the Atlantic? How, how do we? get to that place where we genuinely because guys probably find this harder than i think sort of women i think in terms of being vulnerability in in in, in a context of with other guys as well um have you felt have you sort of tried to replicate that in a, in a business context 
Uh, I think for me, both business and with the adventure stuff, it's it's honestly about being being authentic. Um, don't you know? I think you know, and I. So trying to open, trying to open things up on the boat is really, really easy because it's like, you know, you can talk about everything, and there's nobody else that's ever going to be, you know, talk about talk. We talk about Chatham House rules in business, you know. It's like, well, there's there's three blokes on a boat, and there's nowhere no one else for 250 miles. So you're pretty free to say whatever you want to say to people, right? Mm-hmm. And we so we would talk about, you know, everything, some 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 really deep thoughts. Um, some some of our own individual personal vulnerability. I think, but I think for me, it's actually it's being authentic, but also creating that environment um, where people can just. Ours was a you know we don't the environment was the environment. So, um, but I and I think if we turn that around to business, I mean I've just literally just come back from um, from working with a client in Germany, um, and and uh, there was, there were five people I've never met before. Um, and one of the one of the first things we 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 agreed let's let's you know it's nothing wrong is any is everyone is everyone okay to be vulnerable? Um, and there's a couple of things that came out, um, and I I'd never met these people, but they all knew each other. They thought, or I thought, very well. There were a couple of things that came out in the in literally in the first morning of stuff that I was trying to kick around the and it's like oh my god i didn't know that about you or i didn't know that was going on i'm sorry i'm you know maybe i'm sorry i was short with you last week because i didn't i had no idea you were going that that was going on so um to me i think a lot of it is just creating that environment or uh, allowing allowing that it, and saying it's okay it's okay to some uh, room you know i don't show me the perfect person and show you know, i'll show you the perfect liar so we're all we're all in that space, right? We're all in that space. We've all got stuff to deal with. Some mm. people, unfortunately, have got a lot more more to deal with than others. Um, so give it, you know, be give them some space. Be clear, and that's um, and I think being vulnerable is is important. And it's interesting, actually. You, you in your you know your session with your client, you almost said, "Let's be vulnerable." You almost put it out there, which is interesting way to start. Um, how do we create that? environments in in a context of if, if somebody's listening now they're leading a team and they they see some value in vulnerability and we'll talk a bit more about why it's, it's helpful but um and they want to create a vulnerability in their team um how might they go about that what was rather than just telling people to be vulnerable because you know perhaps work with your context because you it was slightly probably different but how would that work in a team of creating that environment what what, what environment do they need to to create uh, I think I think that comes back down to you know I spoke about vision, people, and processes. It's like okay, so so articulating the vision. This is where we're trying to get to. Okay, so we're, ultimately, what's the vision? I want to get from here to here. In around in you know in my simpletons, ex trollman's kind of mindset is I want to go from here to here. Okay, that's that's the vision, and and so so that's the vision. Does everyone understand what we're trying to do? We're trying to get from here to here. Okay, right. We might have to go. Okay, but fundamentally, that's what we're trying to achieve. Um, and then, to me, it's like, what, what, what do we need? What do we need in terms? You know, if you were going to do some DIY at home, what would you need? What tools would you need? What equipment would you need? Well, in most of what we do in terms of pulling stuff together, we need some people. Um, and and to me, that's 
I'll say the right people. I don't mean I necessarily know exactly what that looks like, but the right people to fulfill that task. Um, you know, whether that's um, whether that's skill set, whether that's mindset, whether that's commitment, whether that's attitude. It's probably it's a combination of all these sorts of things. And I think once you start creating the clarity and in set it building that environment, that creating that clarity, it's like and, and and oh by the way, so we're going to go from here to here. Okay, it's going to be uncomfortable at times. But it's okay to have a chat about it, and it's okay to have a bad day, and it's okay to have a, an off day. And I think what what I think what I'm probably saying is is I'm trying to create in doing that. I'm trying to create an environment where I, whereby it's okay for people to say stuff. And I, and then it's and then it's a case of you know uh, for me you know Julian I can I can see that maybe you don't necessarily feel comfortable with that. What is that? You know it's it. I, uh, not in a challenging, pointy Ooh. sort of way, but um, or and again, I, I'm a big fan of using emotive. You know, emotive, you know, I'd, I'd love to help if we can. I'd love to be able to see how we could do that. I feel that you're not, you know, giving or you know, I feel that you're not opening up completely with me. I feel that something in there. I don't know. I've never been. I've never studied that kind of stuff. I kind of, Ooh. but I observe. I observe people. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, and, and, it, and you're, it's, it's, you're doing it intuitively. And I guess you went through a process with the Atlantic Row, which probably made you even more intuitive and in how you go about that. Um, and, and I guess what you're talking about here is, is this psychological safety, isn't it, where people feel they can contribute, they can challenge, they can make mistakes, and they can be themselves a little bit more, uh, as long as people are, you know, respect each other, all that sort of stuff, uh, which is important. Yeah. Um, and, and I found in situations where, from a leader's point of view, if they are trying to be create an environment of vulnerability, is the leader goes first, as it were. As in you, you go because it sounds like with the client, you you went first with it in terms of opening up, being transparent, and sharing your own particular sort of uh, challenges. And I think as a leader, uh, and I think leaders often feel they need to know all the answers, have it all sorted, be in a really good place. And actually, it's okay to say, look, I don't know the answer to this. I've got this challenge coming in got a team here i don't exactly know i've got some ideas but i want to use the team and, and that example of that creates vulnerability and shows actually oh guy the boss doesn't know everything that means i can share that i don't know everything as well and i think it's trying to role model it is a lot more isn't it yeah i mean i've got a i've got a i've got a, um, a series of assemblies coming up with the kids school no it, it happens to be the school yeah. that i went they're, they're, the, they're the toughest audience out i tell you and it's yeah and it's and it's but it's the school i went to it's the school I went to and came away with one GCSE, I think. Um, so I'm, you know, if I go back, if I go back to that, you know, that 16-year-old who got one GCSE, um, who felt like a failure, that's, that's um, and felt like a failure for a while after that because it, you know, non-conformist. You didn't perform in the way that we thought you. It's like, well, where are you going? Sort of, you know. So if I go back to that, then I'm standing in front of these kids and I'm going, well, do you know what? You're looking at me. You, you, you've, you've, I've, I've shown you a video of arriving in Antigua, um, and you've kind of put me up here on a pedestal. Well, I will tell you, I'm a bit of a fraud, then, aren't I? Really? Because you guys are all, you, you know, I, I, I'm. If I'd have gone back to your age or two years, I'm probably at the bottom of the pack. So that's and that's but that's quite a nice that's quite a nice thing to have a conversation about and it to me it just goes to show that 
everyone i think i do believe that everyone's got something in them that's pretty special and i um yeah and i and, and i think that's i get off on that to be honest with you what, what somebody people bring something everyone brings something yeah no and it's a lovely i'm similar I, I think everybody's got something to contribute and sometimes it's just finding the way the channel the culture the environment whatever it is that will make people shine for their their sort of superpower or who, whoever they are. I agree with you, and I think sometimes the education system's a little bit sort of binary in one way. It's not all about um, getting education of like degrees and stuff like that. There's other ways of of, of creating value and impact from individuals. Um, why why do we think why do we think vulnerability is really healthy in a, in a context of leadership and within organisations? Well, you can kind of align that to honesty, can't you? I think you can align that to honesty. I think in a business context, it's probably more, it's more complex. It's more complex in a business. I think it's more complex in a business environment than it is in a is an adventure. The end, the adventure has got a got a really, uh, you know, if if you have the row, it's a really binary. You know, did you make it to Antigua? Yes or no? You know, whereas if you uh, we targeted. We targeted 10 million quid revenue after whatever. Uh, where did you end up? Well, we ended up on eight and a half, you know? It's like, it's 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 good. We did really, really well. We didn't hit 10, but we, we did really, really well. That's very good, yeah. Yeah. So, so but but I think what, so I think there's, there's um, well, certainly, certainly when it comes to, certainly when it comes to business compared to rowing, there's a lot more moving parts in a business than there are than there are with three blokes rowing in a boat. Um, so, um, yeah, there's, and I think the other thing with that as well, and, and, and um, with the business is more, there's more complexity. There's, you know, there's some quite often there's more people involved. Um, there's probably a bit more ego and less. And I think a lot of organizations, I think a lot of organisations um, aren't clear enough about what they're trying to do. So, in, and I mean explicit. And then I, then I think so that that vision, call it what mission, whatever you want to call it, we're trying to get to from A to B. Um, and I think the other thing that adds to the complexity is we tell people what we're trying to achieve verbally. We don't, um, and then moving into the people and the process element of it, we. Sometimes we can't. We're not in a position to get exactly the right people that we want at the right time, or or, or other people. So there's moving parts on that. I think, dare I say it, a lot of um, a lot of, and it's what I talk of if I'm working with the sales team. Is a lot of time companies um, and, and, and 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 individuals, managers, put off the uncomfortable conversations. And I don't mean I don't mean that you've got to fire some, but it's like something the when there's something that needs to be said, um very rarely have I ever seen things resolve themselves, particularly <laughs> when it comes to individuals. So the sooner you surface stuff like that, you know, um the better. So I'm a I I I think that's commonly uh oh massively overlooked and and you know you've, i'm sure we've all experienced organizations where somebody's somebody who who has been highly prized in the organization maybe when it started and and probably got a little bit more influence a lot more influence because they've been there for and then oh no such and such is leaving and then when they go 
the organisation flourishes even more. And it's not because it's not because you know it's because maybe that person had a bit of influence in certain areas, and they just needed to be, and other potential needed to be unlocked. Mm. But then I think also, and again, going moving into what I talk about process is it's we talk about what we're trying to what we're trying what's the what's the shot. Um, but what we what we fail to do is we fail to say how we're going to do it. Yeah, we want to go, you know, we want to do this. We want to go back to, we want to hit 10 minutes. Okay, so, so, you know, what is, is that a dream or is that a, what do we need? We need a, that's an ambition, great. Um, but we need, we need the process. We need the, we need to underpin that with something. And, and, and again, I mean, I, I touched on it when we initially spoke. I'm a huge fan of having a playbook. You know, it's like, well, it's a bit like the American football. It comes from there. You know, it's like, well, everyone knows what they're doing when they're in the 30 yard line or something like that. Everyone mm. knows. This is your job. This is your job. This is, this is what you need to do. And I just think that we, we, we could all probably in our businesses do things like that a little bit better. And obviously, and then, and then obviously, okay, what don't you understand? What training, where's the gaps? What training do you need? What resources do you need? Okay. Cause, cause, but being a bit more explicit in what we, mm. the expected outcomes. No, no, I totally agree, and there's a lot in that. And as I said, we're just coming coming to the end of our um, conversation, um, and Matt. In terms of what any sort of final thought and lessons that you've learned from all the challenges you've done, whether it's the rowing, swimming, the channel, that has helped you or give you some insight in terms of uh, leadership within organisations. Uh, I think quite often you, uh, in terms of leadership, one of one of the things I say is is um, I speak to people. About, people ask about leadership styles and this, that, and, and and to me, it's about being authentic. It's you know, you can't pretend to be, you can't BS someone, you know, in a, on a challenge or a, a boat or, or, or <coughs> so. To me, it's about being authentic. And 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 the other thing I say to a few people is, so forget the styles, okay. You actually don't quite often you 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 put yourself forward to be a leader, that's fine. But ultimately you don't decide in the eyes of the people around you, because they you don't decide if you're a leader, people decide if they're prepared to follow you. Yeah, that's the reality of it. So um so that's where authenticity is absolutely critical because you can't lead people if you're not being honest with yourself mm. and you're not being honest with 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 the teams around you. Yeah, no, I totally agree. <clears throat> and it's an interesting point. Yeah, people get put into positions of leadership, but ultimately you have to approve that and by people following you. And that's 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 a, a worth of a leader. And in fact, most people who should get into leadership are the ones that people are already following before they even become leaders in themselves. And I agree, be authentic, be yourself, because trying to be somebody else is a also disingenuous and all that but also extremely stressful and difficult to try and manage something you're not and just be who you are and what's your passion how you go about things and you know with all that kind and respect along the way um matt it's been great speaking to you if people want to sort of catch up with you uh, engage with you what's the best way of doing that uh, i'm on linkedin uh matt garman corporate adventurer uh, and i've also got a website which is mattgarman.com quite simple and it's garman not garmin as in the satnav people <laughs> really well well thank you for your time today matt much appreciated well thank you very much for having me on the, on the show thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode if you like this episode then please rate review and share it with your friends and colleagues as a coaching practice i coach high performing leaders and teams with extreme ambitions 
and it'll help you go beyond what you believe is possible. If this sounds like you, then let's have a conversation. You can contact me at julianrobertsconsulting.com. Thank you.